Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome <laughs> to episode 70. I mean, do you have a little bit of an episode 69 hangover? No. I miss it. It was such a monumental occasion, such a celebration of joy and basically lewdness. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're just going to have to keep going until we get to episode 669, and then it's fucking on. Armando. Yes, sir. For the beginning of episode 70, if I may, I would like to start with a second edition of Adventures in Pooping. Oh, you had another adventure. A little bit. Not, you know, not on purpose. <laughs> and that is how most adventures in pooping begin. Uh, if the listeners recall, my, my last adventure of pooping happened at the base of a 14,000-foot mountain when uh, a, a, some osmotic laxatives kicked in unexpectedly. And I was left, left on the side of a parking lot. That, that one was not real fun. This one, in some ways, was even worse. I don't know, dude. <laughs> so I had to go get an MRI. It's, it's hard. <laughs> okay. I had to get an MRI on my neck. So if, if you're not familiar with the way an MRI works, uh, it's like this huge machine, and there's this little sort of open tube in the middle of it, and they slide you in there, and then like a bad Skrillex song starts playing. Like the machine makes these really loud noises. It's like... So, I mean, it, it it's insanely loud. They always ask you, well, do you want headphones? You can listen to music and you can never hear anything over the sound the machine's making, right? So, are, are you visualizing this, Mondo? Yep. Uh-huh. You slid into this thing. And you don't have a lot of room. Like, the, the top of the machine is just inches away from your face. And the last two times that I've had to go in for MRIs, I kind of had a rough time. Like, the you know, two times ago... Like my my legs started cramping up really bad, and I'm my and my arm went numb, and you just can't move. That's the thing. It's it's a very slow technology, so you just have to stay still for like an hour. The the time after that, I got an MRI on my brachial plexus, and it's this little area kind of uh, like below your shoulder, and that one they like actually like strap you in, and they put this cage over your face. And usually, I'm not claustrophobic, and I just couldn't fucking handle it. So I had to go back and redo it under sedation. Nice. You had to be knocked out. You had to be drugged out. Yeah, I got I got a little, little sleepy time medicine, um, a little 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 of the Bill Cosby potion, and <laughs> Bill Cosby potion. What, yeah, I mean, what's I, that? How dare you? It's Black I, History Month. How I, dare you? I went unconscious <laughs> and I woke up and I couldn't remember anything that happened. I was, I don't know, I was just a little bit nervous going into this one. I'm like, dude, I don't, I want to, want to make it through. I want to make sure I get this thing done. So the morning of, I'm like, oh no, I'm like, my stomach doesn't feel good. Fuck. Like, cause it's a little bit of a mental thing. Like you're, you're going to be in there and you have to be like brain, shut the fuck up. It's okay. There's like loud, aggressive noises and you're stuck in a little tube. Don't be claustrophobic brain, chill out. And the last thing I wanted is to be stuck in this tube and being like, oh no, I have to take a shit. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take one of the the super aggressive laxatives just to just clear oh, everything out. Oh, you big dummy! <laughs> well, so here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. It, that one, the one that I took, works quickly, and it works in the in in. Uh, and I took it pretty early in the morning. All right. So like, I was 
on the toilet, like pooping, getting everything out, uh, <laughs> right up to the point where I'm like, oh no, I have to leave for the appointment. I did not want to rush. I didn't want to. I didn't want to leave one in the chamber, Mondo. Got it. I didn't. I didn't want to have a misfire in the tube, if you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, I'm really gonna work it out. And I, I showed up like five minutes late for the appointment. We're like, oh no, you have to come back. That sucks. Two hours later. Like, oh, you motherfuckers. What the hell? I know. I was I was five minutes late. I'm like, would you rather me be five minutes late or create a cleanup on aisle MRI machine? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, but so I come back two hours later and. But you didn't tell them that. You didn't really. You weren't like, I had a shit emergency. That's why I'm late. No, I was just like, <laughs> man, I had to take some medication. It was important. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> so, so here's the trick. I got, I come back two two hours later, and like, there's there's no one there now. Like, it was really busy when I when I got there uh, earlier in the morning, and I'm like, great. Like, okay, they checked me in. Uh, there was some question. They're like, wait, we didn't know you were gonna come back. And I'm like, dude, the the, the guy told me to come back. Like, oh, he's not here now. And there's so I'm getting kind of stressed. Cause I'm like, all right, I already I already had a near shit experience. Yeah. And, and then I missed the appointment, and now you're not sure if I can get it in. And then they finally say, okay, we can bring you back. So they 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 bring me back. Uh, and this this place wants wa- uh, wanted me to put on medical scrubs. Mm-hmm. Like usually you just go in in a t-shirt and shorts. There just can't be any metal because it's yeah. the, the M in magnetic uh, in MRIs for magnetic. It's a magnetic, I think resonance uh, imaging. So you can't have any metal or just going to destroy the machine. So, so I put on these scrubs and they're like, okay, you know, just, uh, if you want to go to the bathroom or anything. Wait, wait, wait. Scrubs with undergarments on or you're, you're ass, you're, you're just, you're free balling underneath scrubs. I, I, I was free balling. Nice. Nice. Very fortunately, because <laughs> I, was, I was, you know, I was like, you know what? I don't really think I have to go, but let me, let me just try to take a quick piss just in case. Cause again, you're, you're, this was a little bit shorter of a test, but you're going to be stuck. I'm going to stuck in this tube for 40 minutes. I didn't want to have to have them pull me out to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So like I go and you know, sometimes if you're just trying to, trying to squeeze, squeeze a pee out, you're trying to force it. Uh huh. Sometimes it comes out the other end. Oh no. And apparently, <laughs> apparently the, the laxative was still in a little bit of effect. Oh So wow. I'm like trying to pee and I'm like, oh no. Like there's that, there's that moment of terror. You're like, did I just sharp myself? Yeah. Is that what just happened? And then I'm like, oh yeah, I did. So. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> But wait, if you're wearing scrubs, are they the open ass scrubs? No. Oh. So, so I, I I took you know. Fortunately, I was in in a uh, enclosed bathroom for one person. Uh huh. So I was able to take them out. (laughs) Dang. And and you know, kind of kind of clean myself off and just roll them up into a ball. And then I have to like peek my head out the door like I'm in a, a. you know, '90s comedy, like looking both ways, like, "Oh, is there anyone here?" Yeah. And just the the uh, changing room was just like one door down, uh-huh. so I'm just you know butt naked, waist down, I just dart back into the changing room. And you just got another pair of uh, scrub pants, scrub bottoms. The, there was not another pair immediately available, so oh. I just put on the pants that I brought, huh. and I said to him, "I'm like, hey," and you know what? I feel like this is a lot of uh, personal growth because I would have been really embarrassed younger. Uh, in, you know, in my life. And I was like, you know what? Shit happens. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Hey, Hey, uh, I don't know if she's a nurse or what, but like, like, guess what? Like I took some laxatives this morning. I'm going to need a new pair of scrubs. <laughs> she said, you just said it like that, like all yep. plain. And, and, and what was her response? <laughs> she got, it was, it was hilarious. She's like, Oh, oh my God. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go, I'll go get a bag. And I was like, it's like, the, it, there's just like a tiny little bit of poop in it. It's not toxic waste. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? In a way it kind of was toxic waste, but you get what I'm saying. So she, she, she's like, puts 
them in a fucking bag and then they put them I, I was half expecting her to to use one of like the radiation shields that they use for x-rays yeah <laughs> put it around but so she, she, she takes it and she gets me another pair and i put them on and i go to get the mri but like at this point like i i try to remain as calm as possible as like you know through that but like i'm a little rattled it's been a tough day so far and <laughs> I I usually when I'm going into an MRI like I will do some meditation like I'll I'll sort of reframe of like okay like this is actually for healing. Do you I get need... anxiety? Well, like I said, the last two times I had a really tough time going in these machines. Like it's very claustrophobic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not someone who who like terribly struggles with that, but yeah, you're in this tiny little like tube with these like loud sounds. You have to sit perfectly still. There's always a little bit of an anxiety for me of like, oh no, is like uh, a muscle going to cramp up? Is my neck going to start hurting? I mean, like I said, yeah, two yeah. times before, it, when I, before I'd gotten the elbow surgery, like my my whole arm just went completely numb, which was weird because it got numb and painful at the same time. And I'm like, I just can't fucking move though, or I'm going to ruin the whole imaging and we'll have to do it again. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's like, oh, what's going to happen? And I, I had to kind of like talk myself into it. Oh, this will be a good thing. You know, this is great. This is what I need to do to heal, to get healthy. Like, this is where I want to be inside this fucking tube with, I, again, I just describe it as like bad Skrillex music uh, blaring. So, so like, I, you know, I, but I haven't had that little conversation with myself. I haven't like reframed it. And I go in and there, there was, I'm trying to think how to describe her. It was like, it was, she reminded me like of like one of the ladies that worked at the front office of your high school. We're like, I get there. She's like, all right, you're here today. You're ready to do the MRI. It's going to be uh, 40 minutes. You're really noisy. Have you ever heard the noisiness of it? I'm like, yeah, can I just get in? And she's like, she's like, all right, you know, now we're going to put your head and we're, you know what? Let's, let's stick some earplugs. Have you ever used earplugs? Yeah, yeah, ma'am. I've, I've uh, used earplugs. Do you need me to put those in? No, I, I've got it. Okay. Now we're going to, we're going to stick some sponges on either side of your head too, just to, just to make sure it's not too loud. I'm like, all right. So it's like, I'm like on the table. I've got these sponges pressing on either side of my head they're kind of making it so i can't move my head the the table you sit on kind of like retracts back into the machine and i get back in there and like it, i don't know what it was maybe it was because it was it was dark in there or whatever but like as soon as i start going back in i'm like oh fuck i don't want to do this and you know i'm having this conversation with my brain we're like brain shut up like we've, we've it's, it's only gonna be 40 minutes like we've been in here for three seconds so yeah. all we have is 39 minutes and 57 seconds left and my brain's like no fucking get out of here i don't want to do it so like you have this little squeeze uh squeeze ball where if you squeeze it they'll take you out so i'm literally in there three seconds really and i squeeze it i'm like oh i just don't want to be in there and they pull me back out and the lady's like oh no did you did you get claustrophobic honey and i'm like yeah yeah a little bit that's that's why i squeezed it and she's like okay because you know I, I have claustrophobia too i'm like okay that's that's great you know what i think if you just give me a minute and let me clear my head i, I think i'll be okay and she's like okay because you know, some days when I've had to get MRIs, I just can't do it. And then there's other days where I can. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, but, but I, I think I have to go in the machine. So just give me a second to clear my head. She's like, okay, because I know the last time when I went in there, they put this damp washcloth over my face and then I couldn't see. So that really, I'm like, Jesus Christ, lady, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I just, and I finally, so I finally said, I was like, I'm like, really? Like, I, I, you know what? I usually will just meditate in silence for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes beforehand, if you give me just 60 seconds, I, th I think I can wrap my head around it. I think you went into the whole situation already kind of like oh, pre yeah. predisposed to like be angry. Like you were like a hair, tr a hair trigger away from like setting you off. Well, it, 
I don't think I was angry. It was just like it was it was stressful. I was a little bit stressed. Yeah, yeah. I think understandably, right? Yeah. And then it was it she <laughs> she just really I I actually think I abbreviated the whole part of that conversation because she had this whole thing about like how like she's claustrophobic and like she goes in there and she feels like it's closing in on her and then when she has the the washcloth over her face then she can't see it. I'm like. This is not helping. Yeah, she's like an X-ray assistant. She's not a fucking psychologist. Like, she's not there to like soothe you and calm you down. And <laughs> yeah, describing how you experience claustrophobia in great detail. Yeah, not helpful yeah, in this yeah, situation. Yeah. It makes it fucking worse. Um, but so what I but so what I did end up doing was I really I did like a speed run of the meditations I I do where I'm like, all right, like this is good. Like I'm I'm gonna get better. This is gonna help me. Like this is the place I need to be in the world right now. This is where I'm meant to be. Like this will be a step forward. Blah blah. The whole thing in like sixty seconds, and then I say, you know, okay, you know what? Just don't put the sponges on either side of my head because for me, I, it's actually not even so much being stuck in the machine it's being stuck in the machine and feeling like i can't get out right yeah that's what freaked me out about the the one with the cage over my head was like if i wanted to get out of there i couldn't yeah i don't i don't think maybe if i I destroyed like yeah, you, thousands of dollars of of machinery you would have had to go jaffy smash to like get um, out of there and, and yeah maybe and maybe who knows there's not like room to really maneuver uh very well in those things but so yeah so she they they, they took the sponges off and they slid me back in and like, I just went like full meditation mode. Like I was actually envisioning this scene in the, in the book I'm writing, rendering like every little detail of this, this bar that, uh-huh. that, that, that uh, one of the chapters takes place like in my head. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, this is actually good. Like I'm seeing the story and I'm like plugged in. And then <laughs> every five minutes, then this lady starts going, are you okay in there? Yeah. Are you right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. And then five minutes later, are you okay? I'm like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm deeply meditating. You st- stop. I actually finally said I was like, yeah, I think I'm okay unless I squeeze the little ball, lady. And she's like, oh, okay, you just let me know. I'm like, all right. <laughs> now I gotta ask. So then, is it would it be a bad thing if you fell asleep in there? It's the same thing as me. No, I I, had, I so the first time I ever had to get an MRI, I was I was so fucking tired. I was barely sleeping. I I just passed out for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes it easier because you're not the, whatever's going on as far as like anxiety and all that stuff. It's just like, well, I'm asleep. You can't. You're not. You're not experiencing all that. You know, psychological f- of being fucking stuck in a little hole. Yeah, I mean, so the first time I got, I even got an MRI for this was back in 2013, and I, I had zero claustrophobia issues. Anything. I was just like, all right, just sign me back in there, and and then yeah, I, I fell asleep, woke up, and they're like, okay, we're done. I mean, I literally had them drug me so I could fall asleep uh, the, the previous time. Uh-huh. And then I woke up and I was like, huh? What's going on? Where am I? Bill? Bill, good, is that you? Good story. Good story. So Adventures in pooping, guys. You know what? We're seeing a theme. Be careful <laughs> when using laxatives and then trying to do something afterwards. I'm over too. The 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 idea of taking laxatives to me is it's like wearing an ankle monitor. Because if you think about it, like you have to be near a toilet, like you can't be too far from a toilet, otherwise you're fucked. Like you have nowhere to poop. Dude, Mondo, there is always somewhere to poop. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could, yeah, you could just poop. You could just poop on the side of the street. But I'm talking about like, like you know, you well, you're, you're comfortable. You don't have to like, you don't have to fucking shit in the street. Like I, I, I'll, I'll, if I had to take a road shit, I've done road shits. That's not. I'm just saying like. 
Yeah. Taking I mean, time bomb, like kind of know your know your surroundings. <laughs> but but Mondo, speaking of ticking time bombs and ankle monitors, <laughs> what is happening? You're welcome. You're welcome. In the wonderful world of Florida. Man in stolen vehicle asks strangers for help, charging his ankle monitor. <laughs> uh, you were, I could see in your face. You're so proud of yourself. Uh, yeah, you're like, this, this is a stretch, but I'm going to do it. Yes. <laughs> it, dude, but it was like it's the perfect little layup, and then you just bring, bring it down, big man. Bring it down. Okay. Uh, a man on house arrest was taken into custody by the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office after he was seen riding in a stolen vehicle and asking for help charging his ankle monitor. <laughs> this is a very short story, but like each line in it is just amazing. I, I still I still can't believe there's a guy who, who uh, clearly is not within range. I mean, like, no, like that yeah, was yeah. your whole point, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you have to be within range of your house mm-hmm. or a toilet, just somewhere to shit. Uh, no, but with an ankle oh, monitor, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to be in range yeah, of your yeah, house. Yeah. So like, I- I'm assuming he's like well out of of the range of the uh-huh. of, uh, the determined location for his ankle monitor. The thing, the thing is losing charge. It's like, hey, um, I I'm clearly a criminal. Can you please charge my ankle monitor so I don't get in trouble? I, I have yeah, I've got jewelry to prove that I did something terrible. Can I plug this into your house? Just, just that by itself is sort they, of amazing. Do you think they plug in like with a regular regular AC cable or what? How do they? I would assume so. I, now I'm laughing because I'm like I, the thought uh, popped in my head. USB. <laughs> yeah, like this motherfucker should have gotten one of those little portable phone chargers. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's like got his ankle monitor plugged into a USB charger. <laughs> Uh, on Tuesday evening, the DeSoto County Sheriff's Office received several calls about a person riding through homeowners' properties on a red side-by-side. Oh, so it wasn't just a regular like little vehicle. It was a side-by-side. So I didn't even know what a side-by-side was. Can you explain it for anyone yeah, else? Yeah, isn't who... it just one, like a motorcycle with like, a little cart in the side of it? No, that's what I thought. Oh, then I'm um, wrong too. Uh, that's a sidecar right. on a motorcycle. So it's like, when I looked at it, it looks like a, a golf cart on steroids. A golf car. Okay, so just like uh kind of like the warthogs or those things that the fucking dudes go or off roading and kind of sort of. That sounds right. Yeah, like it. It has you know like like that driver's seat for a golf cart, and then it has a second seat. Yeah. Right next to it, and then there was like usually like a little kind of back area, just almost like a, a mini pickup truck bed where you could throw something. Yeah, yeah. Um, the man identified by authorities as Joshua Shane Kreider approached a stranger and asked if he could use their electrical outlet to charge his ankle monitor. Uh, oh, okay. That mystery is <laughs> just regular <laughs> AC power. Yeah, yeah. Detectives responding to the call saw Kreider behaving strangely. As they approached him, Kreider reached into his pockets and made several suspicious clicking sounds. Um, when the suspect refused to keep his hands visible, he was handcuffed uh, during a search of the sub- suspect. Kreider was found with a box cutter in his pocket when the blade with the blade out. Ooh. So he was fucking armed. Okay. I don't know if it says in this story. Another one said that like he wouldn't bring his hands out of his pockets and they heard like a clicking noise. Which, god damn it, if if I was a police officer in Florida and I'm apprehending a guy who's driving a stolen side-by-side, has been trying to charge his ankle monitor, and I'm like, take your hands out of your pockets, and then I, he won't do it, and I hear click, click, click. I would have shot. I, maybe. I th- you think that one's justifiable if they had just shot him? If you hear a click, 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 yeah, but you, um, unless you, like, know for a, like, unless you can identify what the click is coming from, like, if it's like a, 
a toy or some other thing that makes a clicking noise. You're like, okay, I know what that is. But there's very, like, but yeah, to answer your question, if I hear click and I don't know what the fuck it is, I'm probably shooting him. <laughs> I'm probably shooting him first. Now, on the flip side, what do you think this guy's plan was with the box cutter? Like, I, guys, if you've never seen a box cutter, it has like an inch and a half blade. Yeah, but those things are sharp as fuck. Right. But he, so he, so he's, he planning on like closing the distance on the police officers and then he was going to stab them with a box cutter or like what, what was the plan there? It, well, if he had his hands in his pocket and I assume that that click, click, click was yeah, the, was blade from, the blade. Exactly. Yeah. So if, so if he's doing that, the, you have to assume that the th- that the thinking is I may have to use this weapon here. So he, he was going to fight his way through two police officers Dude, with this, his box cutter. He's, well, I mean, come on. He's not. He's clearly not thinking straight anyway. He's like, are, like you said, he's walk. He's running around asking people to ha- like <laughs> help you, charge my ankle. I'm wait, like, are you suggesting that this master criminal mind did not have like a Ocean's Eleven style exit plan? I, dude, how do those things come off? Do they just? I mean, you pro- or maybe he was trying to use, going to use the ankle, uh, the box cutter to cut the ankle monitor off. Oh, how did the ankle monitors come off? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what? I had a roommate. Sort of. Uh, when I first moved to Philadelphia after college, but I never saw him because, because it, like, I moved into with him for a week. Uh, it was his apartment. I was just, like, subletting the room. Uh-huh. And then he got his third or fourth DUI. Oh, no. And he was on a house arrest at his girlfriend's house the entire time I lived there. Jesus. Um, and, he, yeah, he, he had an ankle monitor. So I, I kept, you know what, if... Uh, could call up old uh, Yankowski. Maybe we could <laughs> we could get the lowdown from him. But I don't I don't know. I've never never had an ankle monitor. Yeah, I've never known of anybody with an ankle monitor that I can think of. Like I can't. Uh, it was in the show. It was in the show we were watching. The Hentified. Anyway, there's not much left in the uh, except for let's see. Detectives ran a check on Kreider and he f- and found he was on house arrest. Kreider faces charges of grand theft of a motor vehicle and resisting arrest, both felonies. So this guy's, uh, you know, he's already got two strikes. And then uh, who knows what what he, you know. <laughs> Is it a felony to try to remove a ankle monitor? Maybe that's the third strike. You know, I, I, I hope they let him go and we can see a next installment of, yeah. <laughs> you know, this, you, Ocean's Eleven gets unlimited sequels. This guy should too. I want to. Uh, I want to see what, what, what his next brilliant robbery is going to look like. Moving on from Florida man, we're going to Reddit. Reddit question number one, Aaron. Yes. What's your gotta take one for the team story? Okay. Well, mine actually. You know what? Also set in Florida. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So, as we have mentioned before, I, I was a women's collegiate athletics coach for a minute uh-huh. and so this this happened when when was it it was so it was, i think it was actually my f- second year when i was an assistant and like ours i think i've said the school i worked for when i was assistant was super poor like it had almost gone out of business it was a catholic school like they were trying to use athletics to save it but like we never had enough money for anything like uniforms we we played our games at a local high school field but like one thing the team always wanted to do was go on these spring break trips, which most teams that would do that would go on these pre-packaged ones where your housing and the fields and everything would all sort of come together. And they were great, but they were insanely expensive. Uh-huh. It'd be like 30K. What? Yeah, for exactly. So, 
my second year, I was like, okay, let me see if I can sort of finagle this a little bit where I'll, I'll find the housing and I'll somehow find a practice field and like I'll arrange all this. So we're going to at least cut the cost in half. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of using, uh, you know, like like condos or something like that that are sold to teams, I actually found I can't remember. I think they were Vibro. They weren't Airbnb. I want to say they were Vibro houses. Is it Vibro or Verbo? I don't know. I think it's Verbo. Could be. Um, <laughs> fairly irrelevant for the story. I saw a commercial. I said Verbo. Okay. <laughs> and so anyhow, I bu- I booked these houses in Ponte Vedra Beach, uh, which is close to Jacksonville, Florida. And I was like, ooh, it's like these two beach houses. We were kind of early in the season. I think it was March. So like they probably weren't getting tons of bookings. And the fact that we booked them for a week, we got a discount. So it was yeah. like way, way cheaper. You know, we, we have to <laughs> we had to we had to drive in a bus from Cleveland, Ohio, all the way to Jacksonville, Florida. How long of a drive is that? It's a long drive, Ramondo. Like, I would say, was it a day? Like a 24-hour thing? I I can't remember because I think I've mentally deleted all that. (laughs) (laughs) You know when people have, like, repressed traumas? Yeah. They can't remember it? Like, So, yeah, maybe if I do, like, hypnosis therapy, I'll suddenly remember that entire trip down. Um, But, no, I I, I don't remember. I could look it up. But it it, it was a while. We We were all very tired. You want to talk about the stress of uh, an MRI machine? There's nothing like the stress of being on a bus with like 25 cranky college girls who are just pissed off. And we and we get down there and they see the houses and they're like so excited, right? And they're like running around trying to claim rooms and we'd already we'd already done room assignments uh and the place where I realized, "Oh, I fucked up." was in the description, it's it said that there was this mother-in-law suite with like two beds and its own separate bathroom. Like perfect, like me. Oh, so you're thinking I could get that place? And well, the me, girl. well, because there was two male coach, the me and the male head coach. Uh huh. So it's like we could both stay in there. It's like a suite and so it's got two beds. You'll be away from the fucking right. nutty fucking girls. Um, and it was it was attached to the house? So I'm like, there's no problem. So there were there there on that trip there were. Adequate bedrooms for the team, but when we go and look at this this quote unquote mother law suite, it's it's like, oh my god, it was tiny, like maybe like a seven by eight foot room. Oh no, and like a closet, like a big it, closet. It was a big closet with a, sm- a very small bathroom and like one of those like thirty by thirty inch showers. That's what you do with your mother in law. You put her and, in a fucking little and <laughs> and and the the, the 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 two beds were. You know what a trundle bed is. A trundle bed. Yeah, so it's like a like a usually a twin, like a very small twin bed, but underneath it is like a second bed that you could pull out. And oh it yeah, pops like up. a sliding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, those are called trundle beds. Yeah, hotels have them and shit. So yeah. that that was the second bed, and there was not enough room <laughs> to pull the trundle bed out and then have it sit next to the other one. Really, it was like you could had to like angle it, and I'm just like, oh no. I, I want to be furious, but I'm the one who booked this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, this is clearly my fault, and so I'm like just scouting around the house. There wasn't there wasn't like a garage, but there was just this like little tiny utility room uh, on the other side of the house, and it was I mean you, cobwebs and like old jars of like turpentine and all this shit. I, I'm just like trying to do the math. I'm like I. <laughs> I think it's either I sleep on the beach or I try to clean this thing out. And like, I remember 
you know, this is like all the all the girls have sort of settled in, and I think we were go- getting ready to go to a restaurant for dinner, and like I'm just hauling all this shit out of out of this utility room. There's like some yard supply stuff, and I'm, I'm pulling out all the, the hazardous chemicals, like because yeah, there was I can't remember they had like oil and, and turpentine and all this other stuff, and and one one of the girls, and and you know what, Nurse Neary, if you're listening, I will put you on blast. I don't care. Uh, she walks by and sees me cleaning out this room. Like I see the sort of gears turning in her head and then she realizes what's happening. And she straight up gives me the Nelson from the Simpsons, like, ha ha. And like points and laughs and walks on. I'm like, you motherfucker. (laughs) And so I ended up sleeping in this, uh, this little storage shed for the entire trip. And you know what? You know what, Mercenary uh, Ranieri? The joke is on you because once I actually managed to pull the trundle bed out of the mother-in-law suite, and I use the term loosely, it was actually pretty cool in there. Like <laughs> I set up my laptop, my little TV area, I had shelves, and Mondo. I didn't have my own bathroom, but I had my own utility sink, which is almost as good. <laughs> well, that's a good urinal. It was. It was. It was a. It was a sink slash urinal slash water source. It was amazing. I. You know what? That that was definitely a take it for the team moment where I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm sleeping in the utility shed, but I it ended up working out just fine by me. Um, my take it for the team story, I was, I couldn't really think of any like really good ones. So the the one I have is like I don't know maybe it's you can interpret it as taking it for the team. I had to put up with one of our uh, Lancer brothers. He was dating a gal at the time. She was, uh, like, knocked up, I think, by one of her, like, ex-boyfriends or something. And like, I feel like I'm playing a game of Guess Who right now. No, no, you'll know right away. So so, so my roommate slash one of our brothers was, was like, dating this chick, you know, and uh, she would bring her friend around who mm. was a quote-unquote porn star. This girl did not look... And I know... <laughs> <laughs> she did not look anything like a like like the worst dog. Anyway, uh-huh. oh, I I remember, but I remember the the porn star in question even. But he would I I don't remember her. I don't remember if she was a porn star or not. I never bothered to look her up. But he would bring her around to um to the room and like I had to like just sit there and like listen to dude like like for the most part there's some sane ish kind of sane ish strippers. But uh-huh. a lot of strippers are fucking crazy. They're like fucking like, woo! They're like fucking ape shit. Their they're crazy to hot ratio is directly slanted to the crazy. Yes. The, and so I imagine, so this chick that was a a, a porn star, she was uh, she was like fucking baddie. She was fucking like uh-huh. nuts. And so I would have to like, he would bring her over. Yeah, what? Can I, can I just get, because I remember, I was, I was in... <laughs> The, the apartment when she was over once and she's just like like completely spaced out I was just like staring off into nothingness and someone's like well, do you have a rough day and she's like yeah too many fuck scenes I was like oh my god yeah <laughs> wait how many do- you don't know don't answer that yeah, sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah it, it sucked because like on the one hand you know we want our friend to like he's dating this chick okay I hope things go well with you and your lady friend and you you know, may the force be with you. You're making horrible decisions, choices, but we're going to support you even though we know you, like, red flag, red flag, red flag. What are you doing? We're like, okay, sure, we'll we'll, we'll 
just so, just anyway. So we went and played along with the game, and and uh, and yeah, having this chick in the room was a fucking. But it was like I, you know, I suck it up. Just you know that store lids that only sells hats. Yeah, they could have. She had enough red flags that they could have started flags. Oh yeah, like, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she had she had all the whole collection. She was fucking nuts, dude. Anyway, that was I guess the closest thing I could come up come up with for a take it for the team. I'm sure there were other. So were you <laughs> living in the apartment with them? No, 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 no. We we who who else was? Because I remember he had was, an apartment. We we were we were roommates on campus ah. for a semester maybe in a, maybe a year i don't remember exactly how long it was because he got like academically kicked out of school i think one semester oh, too yeah so i he i think he lived there for one semester and one off i don't know i don't remember how all that worked out amazingly i remember seeing the point star and I'm like you know what i do not think this is the worst life choice he's made um which <laughs> the, the bar was pretty low but at the same time i i, I I really, in the midst of, of uh, some of his worst decisions, I was like, you know what? I think this dude's going to figure it out. He's going to be fine. Like, he actually had a lot of things, like, positive qualities going from as well. And, like, once he kind of got his head on straight, seems like he's done great for himself. So, you know what? Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel, degenerates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can make a shitload of stupid decisions. And eventually, you will just kind of be like, okay, life, uh, you put me through the ringer. I'm just going to be... I'm just gonna walk the straight and narrow, and things are gonna be okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, some of the answers on on Reddit user these are all kind of long answers, so I'm, I'm gonna just read like two. Okay, uh, user slums slurms under underscore Mackenzie forty two writes: My ex girlfriend and I worked at a bar in Montreal. She was a waitress, and I was a bartender. Once in a while, a bunch of rich dudes from the states would come up and flaunt their money to give the girls we work with buying champagne and such. One night, she was serving them, and I got cut early and was waiting until she was done, and those dudes insisted on giving her drinks. She was coming down with a cold and didn't want a drink, so she kept feeding me drinks intended for her. Long story short, there ended being roofies in the drink, and I blacked out, <laughs> and I woke up on my apartment floor and my oh, girlfriend no. on the couch. I'm glad I took that one for her. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, it's funny, but it's not, because it's like, ah, hilarious. Ha, I'm gonna Someone was trying to rape your friend. Yeah. <laughs> God dang, that is something that uh, they have to deal with. Like, like I don't, I've never really been afraid that I was going to get roofied. Yeah. Although, like, it kind of happened, but whatever. That's not the point. <laughs> no, I, I think I think for me it was probably like roofy me, roofy me, roofy me. But no, it never happened. So that was a fucked up one. User Triple Burn writes: When my loving and dear mother went to the hospital last month due to terminal brain cancer, only two people could visit for her entire state due to COVID security. My father was one of the two, and the last spot was between my sister and I. I let my sister have the last spot without debating or arguing. After two days of not being able to visit, they were able to convince the hospital management to make an amendment and let me in. Unfortunately, I missed out on, the, on the two of the last five days she had left. I don't understand how that's... A, I guess take it for the team because you let the sister go in. I mean, you still ended up getting to see your mom... Yeah, so I, under, I understand. It. I understand what they're saying. No, yeah. like that. Like especially in the moment where it's like, oh, this might be the last time I ever get to see my mom alive. They all want to go, and it's like, you know what? Okay, I'll be the one that just, you know, takes a step back. Like it, it, it worked out, or at least they, they, 
you know, they got to see her, but yeah. still, like, I, in the moment, that had to have been yeah. pretty tough. Yep. We're, uh, we're not mi- minimizing your pain, user. What was the username? A user was oh, I, Triple Burn. Triple Burn. Yeah. We we empathize with you. That's all we're going to read for the first Reddit question, because yeah. we're kind of... So, uh, Reddit question number two. If someone borrowed your body for a month, mm-hmm. what kind of jiggle the handle tips would you give them so they could so they aren't caught off guard? Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, you remember, you remember there's that scene in Van Wilder when uh, the Tara Reid character is trying to get, like, records on him? And, like, they, like, they oh, pull yeah, out this yeah, yeah, huge yeah, yeah. book and, like, slap it down. And they're like, all right, that's from freshman that's year. That's just first semester freshman year. That's that's <laughs> my person. They're just getting a, a goddamn instruction manual that's, like, like a foot thick. Like, boom. Okay, here you go. Yeah. Do, where do you want to start? Okay, that, that right toe is going to hurt if you extend <laughs> your step too much. And then that knee pain is actually, it's like, oh, my God. It would be a whole thing. I would just be like, dude, I'm sorry. Like. It's gonna suck, but it's what, only a month. You'll be fine. What? What? No, but hold on. There's gotta be of all of of the of the Bible of the of the archives of problems of your body. Like if you had to choose one thing, like one or two of the bigger, more like you just can't sit down. Yeah. Like unless you're in one of these zero gravity chairs, and it. But you can't be at in the the sort of upright position. It has to be at least at a. I don't know what I meant now. Like a thirty degree recline. Yeah. Like just don't sit down. It's not worth it. Like you might feel like you can. You'll pay for it. Just. And that that's that's one where, I don't I don't know if people would actually automatically figure that out. Like it took me a while at first because it seems so weird, where it's like I'm sitting but I'm getting headaches because I'm sitting. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But that's that's kind of a big one. There's a lot, There's all but kinds of. That would be probably like the bigger the bigger one. And then, and then I would have like a detail, like there'd be like a 15 page section about like this is all the things I do so I can sleep like reasonably well at night. Uh-huh. If you don't follow these, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> if someone borrowed my body for a month, I would tell them, "Hey, just like just like I said earlier, like." You be with like know your know your radius, know your surroundings, know where all the nearest toilets are at all times, especially after you've just eaten a meal. Because there are times where like I'll feel fine, I'll feel good, I'll feel hungry, and like I'll finish my meal, and like within five minutes I'm like, oh, I gotta take a shit. Mm. Like, I gotta take a dump, and sometimes like yeah, it'll happen like in the middle of the day. So do, do you have intestines, or is it just <laughs> is it just right from your mouth to your butthole? I think I think <laughs> you're like a parakeet. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, no, I, I don't have a very good metabolism. So I think what happens is like my yeah, I think my food just kind of like it's like gotta make evacuate. Sp- he just ate. We gotta evacuate space for what to oh, just no. take in what he just ate. Oh, um, that that's even. <laughs> it's even worse, Mondo. That's oh, that's disgusting. So yeah, like you know, like uh, dude, that's you, you get older. Your bodies, your body, our bodies. You think we could live forever, but our bodies otherwise tell us like, oh no, you're gonna start falling apart little by little. You you just don't know it yet, and then you start realizing like, oh, like you said, there's this problem, and then there's that problem, and then there's this, uh, like I've got bad bum knees now. <laughs> Wait, Manda, you're you're like a you're like a poop marine. You yeah. know, there's that whole marine quote where it's like, like always be ready and have a plan to kill every, anyone you meet. Yeah. And it's like Amanda's like always be ready and have a plan to poop at any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, you know, instead of seeing e- exit strategies and casing uh, the entrance, Amanda's like, okay, where's the nearest toilet? <laughs> I, I, my last job when I was still in California, 
you know, I'm on the road like 70% of the time in between like seeing customers and whatever. So I had to like, I pretty much had to know like what, like what restaurants, whenever you had to take a shit and you're on the road, you're like, oh, you'd kind of mentally keep track of whether or not that bathroom was clean or not. Mm. And so I kept the fucking notepad on my, on my iPhone with like, like not ratings of the bathrooms, but like what, like which ones, what bathrooms, what bathrooms are clean, and if they had them little like key keypad like uh, codes to get in, like I I would know the code, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, so I wouldn't have to go up front and like ask for the code again. I would just like go. I would just like boop, boop, boop. I know. Don't don't mind me. I know my way around. I, I've been here before. Armando, shit commander. <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's see what some of the other uh, users of Reddit answered with. Uh, User Colin Bridgerton writes, if you squat too long at something, you will feel like you're going to faint, and then you will mm. plan accordingly. Wow. Okay. Does that happen to you? No. Just squatting? Like, you feel like you're going to pass out? Guy's probably holding his breath. Maybe. User Lakota482 writes, at least three times a week, get someone to slap your left butt cheek as hard as possible <laughs> to alleviate pain and the nerve issues in the leg. Thank what? God I'm married and not having to ask random people in the street for help. So she's got to get slapped on her left butt cheek. Uh, huh. Okay. I, I feel like there's probably, I don't know if it's like a sciatica issue, yes. but like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think there's other ways to work that out. But you know what? That makes that makes for some fun bedroom time. So yeah, someone below did respond with sciatica, and they responded, "Yes, it is." So you do you, sweetheart. This one here, this one here applies to me as well. User clip clipless wing tips writes: When you think you're done pooping, you never are. There's always a little resolution epilogue lull. That happens to me on occasion as well. Like where like I'll feel like like I just took a shit and like I'm good. My bowels are emptied, and then I make my way to work. Like, oh no, there was something else left in the chamber. That happens to me quite a bit. <laughs> so I shit a lot, is what I'm saying. Adventures and pooping, part three. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> that was it for Ask Reddit. We are now going to do a review of. Was it on Netflix? I don't remember. No, what... it, so it, it was on Show. Okay, and that is the Showtime streaming app. Showtime streaming app. The show we are going to talk about is yes that that is that is where I come in. Uh, today we're reviewing oh. Yellow Jackets <laughs> on Showtime. Uh, this time I even gave Armando the script that I'm using. <laughs> I don't like using scripts, but go on. Yeah, you can just ignore it. The, so the show that we're reviewing is Yellow Jackets on Showtime, and critics have dubbed it a mystery slash horror slash comedy show, and it follows a team of high school girls soccer players who crash in the wilderness. First, I have to say, I really empathized with their male coach. Poor guy loses a leg right off the bat. And by the episode titled Blood Hive, so named because the entire team is on their periods, I was like, okay, this is 100% a horror show. Buddy, just have them cut off your other leg and throw you in that lake. It would be a mercy killing. That is a real thing that happens. The, uh, that the girls like get they cycle, they together? cycle together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mentioned a, a spring break trip earlier. Uh-huh. I remember coming back from one where they'd all they'd all synced up, and we were I think we were like in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina, and they all wanted to stop, and like somehow that their predicament became my fault. I'm like I didn't I didn't even want to be here. I was like Dante from Clerks. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even want to be here today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to come on this trip. You guys wanted to go on a spring break trip. Don't blame me. But yeah, having having uh, 
you know, 20 plus girls all on their periods mad at you and being trapped on a, a moving tour bus. Oh God, that's just a, a next level of hell. You know, I think well, how many levels in Dante's Inferno? I think seven. I don't know. That's the eighth level that Dante couldn't even imagine. The the show cuts between two timelines. Uh, one follows the girls in the wilderness struggling to survive. The second is the same characters as 40-somethings trying to unravel a blackmailing and potential murder. What are they being blackmailed for? We don't know exactly. But it is made immediately clear that some Lord of the Flies level shit went down in the woods. Uh, the tension between the two timelines, I think, works very well because the actress pairings between the younger and older selves are really incredible. Uh, in particular, I thought Samantha Henrity and Christina Ricci both steal the show as Misty, a socially shunned but mostly well-meaning psychopath. Yeah, she's pretty good fucking nuts. Uh, there were some. I had some laugh out loud moments in the show. Yeah, there's times you're like. There's times where, like, I'm mad at her. Like, I'm like, I want to choke her. And then there's moments where I'm like, ah, you're the fucking shit. You're the fucking best. And, and like, in particular, the two, I, I thought it was a pleasure to watch Christina Ricci dance all over the crazy to hit hot ratio like a Romanian gymnast doing a floor routine. Uh-huh. Like, she named her parrot Caligula. Yeah. Like, that, just that one detail in of itself was amazing. Well done, Yellow Jacket screenwriters. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was also really impressed with the pairing of Soph, uh, Sophie Thatcher and Juliet Lewis uh, as Natalie. Like, I could genuinely believe they're the same person 25 years apart. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to Sophie Thatcher for doing a spot-on Juliet Lewis impression. And big respect to Juliet Lewis for doing 30 years of method acting prep for the role of mentally unstable, hard-drinking, coke-smoking Natalie. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Isn't she like, isn't she kind of like in real life? Yes. Like kind of like all over the fucking <laughs> place. It's an amazing too. casting. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that was the other part too. Like they even do look a little bit alike, those, those two actresses. You could see them being, like you said, digitally enhanced the younger chick to where she looks like fucking Juliet Lewis in her older age. But, I, and I do remember, I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like Juliet Lewis does look a little bit rough. To, yeah. <laughs> to be, and I thought, you know what though? If, if she has just been like, Binge drinking and and snorting heroin and I would you inject heroin I don't know but you get the point like yeah you know what you're gonna put a put a few uh, crease marks in the you, old the old face you there. know what's interesting about Juliet Lewis started going a little tangent here is in her younger years as an actress she was considered like an attractive actress I never thought I never I never she never did it for me when she was younger but now that she's older I'm like hey what's up. <laughs> Dude, she kept fit. Yeah. Well, it's not just it's just not her it's not just her fitness, but it's kind of that like you talk about the crazy hot ratio where like for a woman in her age that crazy crazy hot ratio is like okay. I, I, yeah. Armando's like if I sleep with Juliet Lewis, she might kill me in my sleep, yeah. but it would be worth it. <laughs> it's the wonder why I have no fucking yeah, anyway. Did any of the other uh actresses or actors stand out to you? Um the girl that plays the the lead I guess the cheerleading captain. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know the actress's name. I'm forgetting the uh, the character's name. Her actress' name is Elna Pernell. Per Pernell. Okay. Uh, she plays like the the lead of the Yellow Jackets team. The like, captain. Yeah. She she stood out. Um. She's she's had to play like just the character the 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 arc. You know. And then and then all the mystery was like revolving like. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. She was good. And it is. It's like the show. 
almost spoils itself a little bit because you're like, oh, she doesn't get an older self. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I also enjoyed how the show blends supernatural elements with gritty realism. Like, as a former women's coach, I can attest that they will literally start a dance party anywhere. Oh, like, we're lost in the woods with limited resources? Let's use our last batteries to do the running man to This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Like, like that would 100% happen. Yeah. And uh, so just, just again, like Coach Ben, uh, I'm telling you, just cut your other leg off and throw yourself in that leg. <laughs> it's, that's not going to get any better, man. The, the last part of the show that, that really stood out is the brilliantly written dialogue. It's elevated and sharp, but still believable. The line that I especially enjoyed was delivered by young Natalie. And it was, come on, who hasn't rolled over a broken tray table while making out in a bloodstained death trap? And le- that's kind of what I mean, where it's it's... Would anyone actually say that in real life? Probably not. But the the performance and her delivery was so natural. I was like, okay, that's pretty that's pretty funny, Natalie. Yeah, because they were they're <laughs> making out in the wreckage of a uh, a plane. A, yeah, a crash plane. So to sum it all up, this is a well written cross genre show with standout acting performances. So whether you want some buddy cop action, blood and gore, or girls dancing around in their underwear, there's a little something for everything. So I give Yellow Jackets a raw and bloody nine out of ten stars. I've I've always been a fan of like um, of shows that have like a ton of characters, where it's not just like a lead, and then that there's maybe a couple other side characters and then an antagonist. Like I, I've always liked ensemble type of shows, mm-hmm. and even, and so I had but I had hesitations. I was like, oh, it's a fucking youth soccer team like that's not like that's not no, no, something high, I high school it's whatever different. high school whatever it's not something that's like oh i want to watch it because of that but then when you watch a, when you're like a, an episode or two in and you understand that there is like a different dynamic with each character just like 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 the breakfast club did where there was like the jock there was the this there was a that you know there's a basket case yellow jackets has that with the team um, so uh-huh. you have your you have like your badass standout. Yep. You have your bookworm. You have this that. So you have like a different character type in in uh, uh, in in the, within the team. And so that like hooked me. Like I wanted to see where all the characters were like play off of each other in certain scenarios. And like especially ones with Misty, whether it was the old Misty or the young Misty, whether it was Christina Ritchie or the other chick mm-hmm. actress. Like I was like, oh, some shit's about to happen. Let's see what the fuck happens. Good show. I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm glad you saw it. I, I still have two episodes left. Uh, but what was your rating? You didn't give one. Uh, I'm, I'm up there with you, too. I'm also, like, at nine, nine and a half. I also uh, props kudos to the the theme song. Like, it's a weird... The theme song just fit very well with the attitude that the show was giving off. A little mm-hmm. bit of, like, horror, a little bit of punk, fuck you, a little bit like, oh, shit, like, chaos is happening... Uh, but Lord of the Flies is a good analogy for sure. Oh, any lost in the wilderness, crazy shit goes down. Like that's the, that's the, the go-to, uh, example. And again, it's just, just poor, poor coach Ben. He's, <laughs> I, I started, I don't, he literally can't get away from that. He's I don't, got one leg. <laughs> I don't do this to most shows I watch, but every now and again, like a show, like really, Ha, like has me in its in its claws and i'll start going up and looking up other youtube videos like that are like reviews of the show or mm-hmm. like spoilers or um you know predictions of what the fuck's gonna happen theories and so i've watched a bunch of them for this show and it, and it, it tells 
you like, oh, Armando really liked the show because he's watching all this other bullshit content about it. So and so, yeah, I, I, there's, I can't wait for season two. I, I really can't wait for season two. It's fucking, it's it's really good. I didn't think I was gonna like it, um, and I've I've actually talked about it to my coworkers. I was like, oh, you guys gotta watch this shit. Like, I have a coworker that's like him and his girlfriend are kind of like skater punk gothy you know into comic books kind of mm-hmm. you know so oh, i would like, like it yeah yeah so i'm like you guys would like you guys would like the show well, and you know the funny you, you talked about it having that sort of ensemble uh, appeal girls teams really can be that diverse i mean the uh last school i worked at which was a, a state school in pennsylvania it was not quite a, a variety of personalities but that catholic school that i was talking about it, it we, like we had like the weirdest collection in a good way yeah, uh, of different sort of characters and everything, and yeah, there was like like drama. I mean, good and and, and bad. And I this the, <laughs> the show was well written enough and engaging enough. I'm like, oh, it didn't trigger PTSD from yeah. my, my real real life experiences. Think except for except for the the, the blood hive episode. That one, I was like, no, <laughs> run, by Coach Ben, get out of there. It's, it's yeah, not there's safe. A, there's a lot of there's a lot of mystery stuff that like. Like even in my head, I was like coming up with theories and shit. Like even watching all the stuff I've seen on YouTube videos, I'm like coming up with my own ideas of what might happen with this character, and that yeah. character, and well, it was nice also to see them kind of portrayed as being raunchy because I think a well, lot of chicks are raunchy, especially in a group. Like I think when there's guys around, yeah, they feel more like oh, we have to be proper, like like. Women never poop, or make, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're clean, pure, angelic beings. But then, yeah, when they're when they're by themselves, they they uh, relax a little bit. It, it's like one of those things when you, if you if you are just one of two male coaches, they just kind of get used to you eventually, and they're like, ah, it's not a it's not a an actual guy. It's just the coach. Yeah, and they and so like yeah, there's stuff I heard on on some of those trips where I'm like, oh god, <laughs> let, me, let me just try to block that out. And uh, pretend that I never heard this, but um, it was it was a good show, and I, I actually think that the the multiple timelines worked way yeah, way yeah. better than, than a does. show like Lost. Yeah, I always make fun of Lost because I think their flash they, they Lost used flashbacks, and I'm like, this is just crappy storytelling, so you don't have to like actually develop the characters. Yeah, but this was these weren't flashbacks; it was like these two parallel stories. Yeah. And the, the younger selves and the older selves played really well off of each other, just in terms of the writing and what was happening to them. We're like, the stories are almost evolving parallel yeah, to yeah, each other. Yeah. So great, great show. Yellow Jackets. Uh, I think, I think you should, you can get a seven day free trial. Um, this is one where it's probably bingeable in like a day or two. Yeah. I don't know how many days it took me to watch it all, but it was very good. Very well written. And I can't wait till season two comes out. It's a. It's for sure. I think of 2022, the show of the year. I'm just saying it right now. So far for me, I I have enjoyed Peacemaker way more thus far, but th- this is just such a well done show. I mean, this is one where I'm like, I think probably objectively you could say it's a better show, even you know personal enjoyment aside. Yeah, yeah. Peacemaker. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the last episode of Peacemaker. I, have, I was. I have not. So dude, I was it. dying. Don't ruin it. That that was. I, there is there is a sequence where I was laughing out loud. Like, and that is uncommon for me. Normally, I'll be like, "Ha, that's funny in my head." Yeah. That it was like at night, alone in the dark in my room, just like. Bah! <laughs> so yeah, enjoy that, Mondo. Right on. Well, uh, 
I think that's it. We that's it for this episode. Uh, we thank you guys for watching on YouTube. If you've watched on YouTube, or also we're on Twitch now. Uh, Aaron hooked it up. I think we did a trial run today a couple times, where uh, we're just, we're trying to see if we're on Twitch. So if we're on Twitch, catch us on Twitch as well. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We will see you guys. Oh, by the way, next week is Super Bowl. I want to watch the game. I don't remember what the fuck time it is, the game. So we might have to stream next week a little earlier. I, I don't know. I forget what time the fucking Super Bowl game starts. So if not, we might have to catch you guys earlier next week. But thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Talk to you next week. Have a good rest of your day and stuff. Peace. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.